and great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. 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 Clap your hands and just shout unto God right now with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. My sisters used to take a a flower petal and they would pull a petal off and say, he loves me. And then pull another one off and say, he loves me not. I was always trying to figure out who the he was. I was the younger brother. But I'm glad you don't have to do that with God. You don't have to ask, well, does he love me today? Does he not love me today? No, he loved you enough to die for you. He died for us. Hallelujah. What love he has shown to us. God votes for you. The devil votes against you. But you break the tie. You break the tie. I want to declare he loves me today. I want to declare he's for me today. I want to declare he's going to forgive me. He's going to heal me. He's going to fill me. He's going to change me. He's going to be with me. Hallelujah. You're awesome, Jesus. You're awesome, Jesus. I'm reading from Numbers 23 and beginning in verse number 13. Numbers 23. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 13. And we're going to read through verse number 24. The Bible says in Numbers 23 and 13, And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me unto another place from whence thou mayest see them. Thou shalt see but the utmost part of them, and shalt not see them all, and curse them, curse me them from there. And he brought him into the field of Zophim to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. And he said unto Balak, Stand here by the offering while I meet the Lord yonder. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. And when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion, and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey and drink of the blood of the slain. I want to preach for a few minutes this morning about the church that could not be cursed. The church that could not be cursed. I want us just to lift our hands, lift our voice, lift our head, and I want you to praise the Lord right now for what God is doing and what God is fixing to do in this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus, 
In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, God, I release faith into this house right now. Lord, you know every person that is here today, you know what we need individually, you know what we need collectively. And God, I pray your blessings upon this service today, that God, you would break every chain, and that God, you would confirm your word today with signs following in Jesus' name. Why don't we just clap our hands and somebody just shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to tell somebody today that God is faithful to his promise. God is for you today. God desires to take us into places that we have never been before. Places of blessing, places of favor. God does not want us in Egypt in slavery. God does not want us enslaved to our sin. God does not want us enslaved to the enemy, but he has come to make us free. Hallelujah. I don't care what enemy has tried to enslave you. I don't care what habit has tried to keep you bound. I don't care what has plagued your spirit and your mind up into this point today. God is a deliverer. And God has good things in store for you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Both individually and collectively, God is leading us into greater things. Greater things than we've ever experienced. Greater things than we have ever walked through. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited by the prophetic word that has already gone forth from the mouth of your pastor. I believe in God for those 10 miracles. I believe in God for that property, whatever that is, that God's working it out even as we speak today. Hallelujah. As I felt the Lord put this on my heart today, I told my wife, I said, this is not the normal route I would go in the first sermon. But I feel a prophetic word in this house today. I feel destiny in this house today. I think somebody can walk into a new place in the Holy Ghost today than you've ever walked in before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody excited about what God is doing in this Praise God. We had our senior youth camp a few weeks ago, and I don't think I've been in a camp. I know everybody says that, but I haven't been in a camp where I saw the deep, the, the, the deep move of the Holy Ghost that we saw. Those kids came at 7 and prayed from 7 to 8. Church started at 8 o'clock. They worshiped. The preacher preached for about an hour and a half, and they prayed for about another hour and a half. It was going four and four and a half hours. But I'll tell you what, God showed up in that place. God filled kids with the Holy Ghost. But in one service, the Brother Campatella, the camp evangelist, had the kids praying one for another, and one girl came up, and she said, I was scheduled for surgery because of a growth in my back that she could feel. But she said, when they prayed for me in the altar, it all of a sudden disappeared. I'm not going to have to have surgery anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One girl came up and said, I was diseased in my feet. I, I had a deformity in my feet. But while we were praying, she said, God has healed my feet in a youth camp. Hallelujah. Amen. One of our camp evangelists had a torn rotator cuff, and he couldn't lift up his hand. But he started moving his hand like this. He said, God just healed my rotator cuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that God's a miracle working God? 
Amen. I'd like to get a tithe, amen, on those 10 miracles and let it start today. I'd like to get the first miracle today, a notable miracle that God would do in this house today. Does anybody need a miracle today? Does anybody need a miracle today? A miracle is not something that I can work on my own. A miracle is not something that I can plan for. But a miracle is when God steps on the scene and God does what I cannot do on my own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, if you'll do what you can do, God will do what you can't do. You may have to roll away the stone, but if you'll roll away the stone, Jesus can raise Lazarus out of that grave. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how long-seated your problem and your difficulty or your sickness is. Amen. It may have been 18 years, but when you come to the master, Jesus can say, woman, be loose from that spirit of infirmity. And right in that moment, God can heal and God can touch. Amen. We were attending a revival at our home church last Saturday night. A man came for the first time named Bill. And uh, Bill came to the altar along with three others. God filled Bill for the first time with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. If you're here and you don't know anything about the Holy Ghost, don't be. it's not like Casper with the sheet on. Or the Holy Spirit. When we talk about Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Spirit of the Almighty God that fills the universe. But He comes into our life because we repent of our sins and we give him permission to come into our life and we get so filled up that we begin to speak in a language or a tongue or a sound that we didn't learn and it's a language that God knows what we're saying but it's the evidence of God filling you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and Bill got filled with the Holy Ghost Woo! Amen. that's the greatest miracle that God can somebody can walk in a sinner and walk out a saint Man, after Bill got the Holy Ghost, they took him over to the baptistry, which is what this is right here. And uh, they baptized him in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. What we didn't know about Bill, but we found out later, is Bill had had a tragedy on Mother's Day. He and his wife were traveling, and they were in a car accident, and his wife was killed. In the course of him being examined at the hospital, they found out that Bill had a brain tumor, and he had been unable to see out of one of his eyes, and it got worse. And he had this incredible pressure in his head. And they said, sir, you've got a brain tumor. But after Bill came out of the water last Saturday night, he told the pastor, he said, pastor, I don't know what just happened when I got baptized. He said, but all the pressure is gone. And he said, my vision has returned into my eye that I could not see out of. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can anybody believe with me today for a miracle? Can anybody believe with me today for an outpouring? God is up to something. God is up to something in Jonesboro. God is up to something in sanctuary today. He just needs somebody that will agree with him and say, Lord, I believe it for a miracle. I believe it for an outpouring. Hallelujah. But anytime you decide to move toward your promise and move toward your victory and move toward the things that God has told you, the enemy's not going to take it lying down. 
There will be resistance. There will be problems. There, the, 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 the enemy's going to say, no, we, we don't, I, I don't want you being free. I, I don't want, and he'll try to distract your mind. Uh, you, you'll start moving forward, and you'll think about, man, i got to do this tomorrow, or this has to happen, and, and any confusion, he'll look up, and you'll see this person or that person. Well, I don't know about that person. And all these things, all these distractions will come into your mind and your spirit. But I promise you today, if you'll say, Lord, amen, I believe your word. I believe the man of God. And I believe that God, you want to do something for me today. And I refuse to be distracted. I refuse to miss out on my miracle. I refuse, amen, to walk away from this place and leaving the good things that you've prepared on the table. But Lord, I'm going to pull up to the table and receive what you've prepared for me today. God will help you. I don't care what arsenal the enemy has. He can't curse God's people. He can't curse the hungry heart. He cannot stop you with all the power that he has from coming to God. Just ask that man whose name they called Legion because he had thousands of devils in him. But when Jesus stepped onto the shore, the Bible says that while possessed, he ran to where Jesus was and he fell and he worshiped him because there's not a devil in hell. There's not a power of the enemy that can stop you from walking into what God has promised you. Hallelujah. I've come to preach against every spirit of intimidation. I've come to preach against every lie that the enemy's tried to tell you. God gave you a promise, but it hasn't come to pass yet. But I believe that God is faithful to his word. He does not lie. He cannot be bribed. Amen. The enemy, amen, has no divination. He has no enchantment. That will stop God from doing what God said he'll do. Moabite king Balak saw the people of God coming through and he knew what he'd heard the stories hey these people came out of Egypt these people came across the Red Sea these people have a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day and God is with these people we got to do something and he hired this backslidden prophet by the name of Balaam he gave him some money and said I want you to come and I want you to curse these people amen I want you to do some magic, and I want you to put a hex on these people. Hallelujah. See, the enemy's always grasping for straws. He, he realizes he doesn't have any power, so he's trying to find somebody that used to have some power to come and try to put some voodoo over on the church. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. And as long as I'm in the church, as long as I'm in the bride, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make it out on the other side. Amen. Don't let the enemy separate you from the church. Don't let the enemy separate you from the man of God. Don't let the enemy separate you from the body of Christ. Amen. Because the church is going to make it. The church is going to make it. The church is going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The best days of the church are not yesterday, but they are right now, and they are before us. It's an hour for us to walk in authority. It's an hour for us to walk in anointing, and it's an hour to see the hand of God revealed. Amen. Amen. I was just reminded in 
standing over there. I have a cousin I've never met, lives in the city. He's a dentist. He's a second cousin of mine, lives in Jonesboro. And I just thought of that. Here I am preaching in Jonesboro. i got a cousin. And in 1934, in our great-grandfather's pasture, C.P. Kilgore walked into that pasture, put up a tent, and had a revival. And 100 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in, in, in Paola, Oklahoma in 1934. My dad was three years old in a wagon. It's his earliest memory. Amen. But God poured out a hundred soul revival in a little town called Paola, Oklahoma. I just wonder what God wants to do in Jonesboro, Arkansas and how many people that God wants to touch right here, your neighbors, your friends. Hallelujah. Amen. So this backslidden prophet, he, he, uh, he set him up. A, he went to a high place and he set up seven altars and killed seven bullocks and they were waiting. Well, it's going to be good. We're going to curse God's people. People of God were so large. He, he said, all you can just see is a little bit of them. But I need you to curse them. And so Balaam, Balaam he, he said, well, all I can do is say what God puts in my mouth. Hallelujah. And he opened up his mouth to curse them, and a blessing came out. Imagine that, that guy at work that cusses all the time. You know who I'm talking about, or that lady. Can we call her that? And she, She's got a foul mouth. Or, or that person that's always negative, always down, always everything, you know. The sky's always dark and calamity's always about to fall. Can you just imagine tomorrow if you went into work and all of a sudden their mouth opened up and they said, oh, isn't the Lord good? Oh, I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing in my life. You'd be like, oh, my goodness, what in the world is going on in their life? That's exactly what happened. Balak was standing there saying, oh, man, we're going to curse God's people. But Balaam opened his mouth, and all of a sudden, a blessing came out. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, the blessings begin to pour forth. Hallelujah. I pray right now. I don't know who's been trying to curse you. I don't know who's been trying to speak calamity into your life and calamity into your situation, but I feel a blessing spirit in this service today. I feel a blessing spirit. Hallelujah. That when they open their mouth, a blessing's going to come out and God's going to do something for you. Lift your hands and lift your voice right now. Why don't you thank the Lord? There's a blessing coming. There's a blessing coming. God is going to bless. God is going to help me. Hallelujah. You just keep marching. You just stay faithful. You just keep your eyes on the prize. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there yet. It happened, hadn't happened yet, but Jehovah is my God, and he is going to help me. Praise God. And so it's happened three times. The first time uh, has already happened by the time I read our text, and we're in the second cursing. So Balak said, let's, let's try this again. You tried and you blessed them. Let's, let's set this all back up. And maybe we did something wrong, and I want you to open your mouth, and I want you to curse those people because I'm scared of them. And so he brought him up there, and, and he said, well, let me tell you something, sir. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. First of all, the king's standing there, and he says, rise up, Balaam. He's already standing. And he said, you better pay attention, and you better understand this one thing, that God is not a man 
that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said, and it shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. You've got to understand, God has given these people a, a promise that they're going to a land that flows with milk and honey. God has given these people a promise that they're going to have houses that they didn't build and vineyards that they didn't plant. You've got to understand that God cannot be manipulated by my Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, I don't care how big, big and bad, amen, or what proximity that your enemy has to you or what he said or what he's declared. God has promised that he's going to save you. God has promised that he is going to take you through. God has promised that he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you, that he's going to walk with you through the fire. He's going to walk with you through the flood, and he is going to bring you to a desired end. I think we ought to stop and thank God for that right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got a word from God? Amen. Shout about it. You got a word from God? Stand on it because he will bring it to pass. Amen. He said, I can't curse these people because he hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. Hallelujah. You think those people were perfect? They're just like us. We're not perfect. But I know that they were doing what God told them to do. And they were sacrificing that, that animal. And they were putting themselves under the blood. Hallelujah. I'm glad that when God looks at me, amen, he doesn't see my sin. He doesn't see my failure. He doesn't see my past. But because I took my sins to an altar of repentance and said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, all he sees is the blood. All he sees is that I've been forgiven. All he sees, amen, is my sins have been cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Hallelujah. God help us, amen, to stay covered by the blood. What can take away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus hallelujah I don't know about you but I plead the blood over my life I plead the blood over my marriage I plead the blood over my kids hallelujah hey I can't curse them because every time I go to curse them I see the power of the blood lift your hands and thank him right now hallelujah what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah, I don't see iniquity. I don't see perverseness in Israel. There was a commitment to righteous living. The psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He can't curse a church that's committed to the law of God. He can't curse a church that's hungering and thirsting after righteousness for they shall be filled. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. He doesn't see perverseness in them. He doesn't see iniquity in them. I can't curse them. I can't curse these people. Hallelujah. Because the Lord 
His God is with him. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Woo, hallelujah. Amen, I've got to have the presence of God. I've got to have him with me. I've got to have him with me. I've got to have him with me. Hallelujah. That's why you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because you need God with you. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but if I've got God with me, I can make it. Amen. If pastor were to invite me to his home this afternoon, he could tell me where he lives and I could put it in my phone and allow GPS possibly to get me there. Maybe, maybe not. It may be recalculating. Or he could say, you know what? Let me just ride with you. And if he was with me, he could say, hey, let's go up here and take a left. Hey, slow down up here because we're going to fix and take a right. Let's go down a mile here. And I wouldn't have to know everything there was to know about getting to the destination as long as he was with me. That's how it is with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't give us a five-year plan, a ten-year plan, and say this is how it's all going to happen. But he said, if you'll trust me, I'll show you how to get there. I'm trying to curse these people, but they so value the presence of God in their life. You see that pillar of fire? You see that, that cloud that's going with them? Every time it moves, they move. Every time it stops, they stop. Hallelujah. We've got to have it in this end time hour. If we're going to be the church, if we're going to be the people that is not cursed, we've got to value the presence of God. That if anything would stop us from getting the presence of God, if anything would stop us from getting a breakthrough, I've got to take it to an altar and say, Jesus, I need that renewing. Jesus, I need that refreshing. Jesus, I need your spirit in my life. Hallelujah. Right now, why don't we just invite the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Allow Him, amen, the presence of God to come into our life. Jesus, I need you. I don't know what to do. I don't know to go to the right or go to the left. But Jesus, if you're with me, then I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is God is with Him and the shout of a king is among them. You don't know about these people we're trying to curse. These people, these people know how to praise God. Israel had the shout of a king among them, which means they knew the God that they served. Hallelujah. And there was something about their shout that brought fear into their enemies. Yes! God, you are our God. And there is no one beside you. There is no other. They had the shout of a king among them. I'm not shouting because of this. I'm not shouting because of my favorite team. I'm not shouting simply because I'm excited. But I shout because I know that my Redeemer liveth. That's why the psalmist said, clap your hands, all you people. But he didn't stop there. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph for, for Israel. The clapping of the hands was like the snapping of the chains as they were brought out of Egypt. Yeah. 
They remembered that time that they were delivered. They remembered when God set them free. Do I have anybody in this house that remembers when God set you free from addiction? God set you free from pain. and God set you free from the things that tried to pull you down. Hallelujah. I want somebody right now to clap your hands and, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's something happens when you shout. There's something that happens when you declare the goodness of God. There's something that happens when you open your mouth and say, my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. I've never seen anybody break through in the Spirit without opening their mouth and lifting their voice. Hallelujah. There's something about the declared word. The power of life and death are in the tongue. When I open my mouth, amen, there is a spirit of intimidation that's trying to get people to sit down and shut up. But in this end time hour, we need to stand up and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. And the enemy says, hey, in the middle of their darkness, in the middle of their wilderness, they're praising God. In the middle of their sickness, they've got a praise on their lips. In the middle of the darkness, they're saying, God is my God. How can I curse that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Shout of kings. Praise God. I thank God for apostolic environment. I thank God for an apostolic church. I thank God for the sanctuary today. Hallelujah, that has a praise. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, church. Thank you for opening your mouth and saying, oh, I've got the shout of a king. Amen. And the Lord is my help. Hallelujah. God brought them out of Egypt, and he hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Amen. The devil can't curse people that remember where God brought them from. Sometimes we do well to remember the pit from which we were digged. If you're here for as a guest, first time, you may look around and say, man, these people look like they've got it all together. But the reality is that we're just sinners saved by grace. Such were some of you. We've been washed. We've been justified. We've been sanctified. Hallelujah. By what Jesus has done in our lives. Praise God. Anybody thankful that he brought you out of Egypt? We were under the taskmaster. Hallelujah. We were serving him, but now our Savior says, I'm going to get you out of there and I'm going to take you to your own place and you're going to be free like you've never been free before. Hallelujah. He's here today to do that. I'm not going back to slavery. I'm not going back there anymore. Hallelujah, no. Uh, He's got a better place for us. He's got a better place for us. He's got a better place for us. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Surely he said there's no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel according to this time. It shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, what hath? God brought. I'm anxious for the testimony that's going to come on December 31st. 
and the ones that are going to come between now and then. And we're going to stand and declare, what hath God wrought? What hath God wrought? Hey, I've got a healing to report. I've got a financial miracle to report. I've got a property miracle to report. I've got a relationship miracle to report. I've got a salvation miracle to report. What hath God wrought? Hallelujah. He's trying to curse him. He said, you just wait. You just wait and see what God's going to do. You just wait. I see people under attack, and I feel like one of my roles, amen, even as an evangelist here today, has come alongside you and say, I know, amen, he's circling around. He tries to get his best position. He'll try to curse you from this side, and if it doesn't work from this side, he'll go to this side. And if it doesn't work from this side, he'll go to this side. But every way he tries, amen, he says, I can't do it. I can't get to them. I can't get under their skin. I can't get it to happen. Hallelujah. Job's wife said to him, she said, why don't you curse God and die? But he understood, if I can curse God and die, then I can bless God and live. I can bless God and live. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Hallelujah. So if I can get you blessing God, if I can get you opening your mouth, if I can get you looking heavenward, if I can get you putting your confidence in Him, if I can get you saying, hey, I want the righteousness of God in my life, amen, those curses are going to turn into blessings. Those curses are going to turn into a declaration of what God is going to do. I don't care, amen, from what direction the curse comes. Amen. It may be from the north. It may be from the south. It may be from the east. And it may be from the west. But it will not prevail against this church. Hallelujah. What hath God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up himself as a young lion and he shall not lie down until he eat of the prey and drink the blood of the slain. Hallelujah. Balaam said, Israel, like a lion seeking its prey, is not going to stop until it has complete victory. And I pray right now for strength into your spirit. I pray strength into your situation. I pray strength into your life. Hallelujah. And some of you have come in surrounded. Some of you have come in. You've got stuff. Amen. It doesn't seem to be working. And this is happening. And there's people coming against you. But I've come in the Holy Ghost today to tell you, amen, that if you'll put your eyes upon his eyes, and if you'll put your your face toward where God wants to take you, and say, oh, amen, God, cover me in your blood. Oh, God, fill me with your spirit. Oh, God, lead me by that pillar of fire and that pillar of cloud. Hallelujah. God, you've promised it to me and I'm going to get there. Please do not give up. Please do not give up before you get there because he's faithful to his word. Hallelujah. He's not a man that he should lie. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You need a miracle. He's promised you a miracle. God will do it. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just have to be convinced of it. I was preaching in, in Missouri. And that morning I, I preached from Acts chapter 2 from the text, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. 
And while I was getting ready to go preach that morning, I felt like the, I'd never done this before. I felt like the Lord wanted me to take a life ring with a rope with me to church to exemplify the fact that He can provide salvation to us. But we've got to be willing to get, get a hold of it. I can preach it. He can pay for it. But you've got to partake of it. But we've got these voices that try to curse us from every direction. So that Sunday morning I came in and I, first of all, I was like, they're not going to let me have a life ring from the, the pool at the, the hotel I was staying at. I said, God, what if somebody drowns while I'm at church? I'm like looking up the statute in Missouri to find out how many life rings you have to have for a certain size pool. And I found the gallons and I figured it all out and I figured out they needed to have one life ring per that size of a pool. And so I just went and looked and they had three. I said, see, Lord, that's just like you. They, they just need one. They've got three. That gives me one. They can have two left over. And so I went to the front desk and I said, sir, I've got, an, I've got an odd request. But I said, I would like to borrow one of the life rings from the pool. Kind of looked at me funny. I said, I'm preaching today at a church nearby, and I'd like to use that as an object lesson. He said, okay. I said, there's three. You only need one. I've already checked. He said, okay. So I walk into my suit. People are in there swimming, and I'm taking a life ring off the wall. And they're all looking at me saying, what in the world's he doing? I walked into the church. I had the life ring on my shoulder, and I went and sat down in my seat and put the life ring next to me. I gave the altar call that day, and people came, and we prayed, and God touched. But I noticed that there was a lady sitting about right here. You just happen to be sitting here today. so. And every time I'd walk down that aisle, she'd tense up. Like, oh, no, here comes the preacher. What's he going to do? It happened every time. I'd walk down that aisle. She'd kind of recoil a little bit. So I made the altar invitation, and she didn't come. So I prayed in the altar, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Go tell her that I love her. I can do that. And so I walked back to where she was, and there she went again. And I said, ma'am, I don't know you, never met you, I don't know your story. But I said, Jesus sent me here to tell you that he loves you. She began to cry. She said, preacher, I'm a backslider. She said, when you walked in with that life ring, she said, God spoke to me and said, that's for you today. I'm here today to save you. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody today, God's not out to get you. God's out to save you. Oh, hallelujah. He's not a cosmic cop up in heaven with a big billy club waiting to beat you over the head. But he loves you today.
He loves you. She said, preacher, I'd taken that life ring and I'd just kind of thrown it down that aisle. It landed about the seat behind her. She said, when that life ring came down the aisle, she said, I just wanted to roll out of my pew and hug that life ring. But she said, I was too scared to respond. Hallelujah. But I watched her lift her hands. I watched the tears begin to stream down her face. I watched her repent of her sins. And I watched God fill her with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. Everything changed. Her countenance changed. Her fear was gone. See, the enemy had been going around her, trying to curse her. You, you can never live for God. You, you can never overcome. You, you're never going to make it. Hallelujah. But I'm glad that the curse got turned into a blessing. Hallelujah. Woo! The Holy Ghost is here right now, and He's talking to some people in this house. Hallelujah. The enemy's tried to convince you. You know what? You're surrounded. There's no way out. He's not going to help you, but I've come to differ with that spirit. I've come to rebuke that spirit, and I've come to release a blessing into your situation. I've come to release a blessing, amen, into your situation. Amen. The, the, the spirit, the, the enemy says, oh, that's going to that's gonna kill you. It's going to take you out. This is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and you've been living with fear. You've been living with all these worst-case scenarios. Hallelujah. But today, God is going to turn that curse into a blessing here in just a moment in this house. I don't want to weird anybody out, but I'm going to tell you just like it happened. She left that building after God touched her. She came back that night a different person. Hallelujah. She wasn't afraid of me anymore. She had no reason to be in the first place because God had sent me to help her. Hallelujah. But she said, Preacher, when I went out to my car, she said there was a body of a snake right by my car. But it was headless. The head had been decapitated from the, from the snake. And it lay there powerless. And she said, the Lord spoke to me and said, that's what I just did for you in that church house. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what God wants to do today? He wants to shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. There's been some voices that have been trying to intimidate you and talk to you talk you out of your miracle and talk you out of your blessing and talk you out of what God has promised you. But I promise you, God's going to turn that curse into a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray with me right now. Pray with me right now. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to heal your marriage. God wants to heal that hurt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you willing to turn God loose today? Are you willing to let God do what God wants to do? 
Hallelujah. If I could come to you like I went to that woman, let me do that right now and say, He loves you today. He loves you today. He cares about you today. Hallelujah. 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 Let God help you. Let God lead you to the place that He desires and is designed for you to be. Hallelujah. Stand with me right now in this house. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't you just lift your hands with me right now to God and say, I need you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's working on some people right now in this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've heard a word from God. You know that God has spoken directly to your situation. I haven't talked to the pastor. Pastor hasn't talked to me. But God loves you enough today to say, you know what? I'm here to help you today. I'm here to reverse the curse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if there'd be somebody that'd be willing to come to the front of this building right now and say, I'm going to receive that word right now from my situation. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. You know what you're dealing with. You know what you've been walking through. But you would step out of your pew right now, your chair, and come to the front of this room and say, Lord, I'm making a step of faith right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm making a step of faith right now that God is going to bring me through. Come on. Thank you. Push on in so others can come in behind you right now. Hallelujah. We're fixing to pray a prayer of faith, and God's going to touch, and God's going to heal, and God's going to deliver, and God's going to fill. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Praise God. You know what? The devil's nervous right now. But God is excited because He's fixing to help you. He's fixing to help me. He's fixing to help us. Hallelujah. How many are ready for a miracle? How many are ready for a breakthrough? Hallelujah. Why don't you close your eyes and lift your hands, lift your voice. I want you to talk to the Lord right now. Upon the authority of the Word, in the name Jesus, I release miracles right now. I release favor right now. I release blessings right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I can't make decisions for everybody else, but I can make them for myself right now. Ira la 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 ba shara ba kata. Ira la ba shoto la la la.